So you think you got a lot to say Well, I think you better clear the space When it comes to movies, I got the better taste No one knows what you're talking about anyway Welcome to a new... I don't know why I do my radio voice. I'm not doing that. Hello and welcome to Anyway with Sam and Tyler. This is Tyler. And this is Sam. <laughs> hey, Sam. How's it going? It's going, man. It's been a while, it feels like. but um, Yeah, it's been a whole yeah, month. I'm, I'm hey, we have a guest star today. It's so exciting. <laughs> Hi. You're, really, you're so good at transitions. <laughs> yeah, come on um, <laughs> Speaking of... So, wow. Well, speaking of guests, let's talk about our guest. <laughs> hi, hi guest how are you doing uh, who are you and uh, and uh tell us about yourself how did you sure get here? <laughs> yeah um hello everyone my name is matt edwards and i run a podcast of my own called my heroic life which is primarily about mental health and superheroes and i try to focus on telling stories about superheroes that we you know the superheroes we know and love like captain america wonder woman superman and we relate to, we, we talk about the qualities that they have and how we want to kind of manifest those in our own lives and how we can kind of overcome our own mental illnesses or our mental health challenges that we're going through. So it's a way of exploring mental health through the avenue of superheroes. Um, it's something that really helped me overcome my own depression and uh, challenges with mental health. And uh, recently I met a, I met a, a therapist who also bases her entire therapy of practice around that as well. So it's a really cool way to approach uh, mental health. And I think that uh, geek culture in general is a really great way to kind of explore that. So that's that's m the main thing about me. I do a lot of other things. I work at Disney. I'm trying to think what else. Uh, what else do I do? Oh, I am doing my master's degree in screenwriting. And I am an actor. And... And a real estate agent. I do a bunch of things. But yeah, I am so excited to be here. I just listened to that episode. It's really good. I was actually yeah, telling yeah. Tyler before you were on. Um, I was doing my makeup when I was listening to it. And I was like, whoa, okay. I'm never listening to the show while I'm doing my makeup again. Because I am tearing up. It was um, very inspiring. So thank you for having her on your show. And sharing that on your show. And sharing it on our show now. This is super meta. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Sam, what are we what are we talking about today? Today we will be talking about uh, mental health, and uh, we're recording this in Mental Health Month, but it will be releasing in Pride Month, so next month, June. Uh, it'll, it'll no, it'll, it'll be out the last day of the month. <laughs> so oh, past, geez, I'm we're, ahead. We're, we're gonna be we're gonna be we're gonna yes bringing it in at the end of the month to talk about our experiences right. of mental health <laughs> that is so great i love to hear that <laughs> i was like a week ahead of time in my in my like calendar wow okay so yes yeah. we uh since it is a mental health month but mental health is important all year round but we thought we'd highlight it this time um with our our special guest matt um, because we will be talking about um, the importance of mental health and the importance that um, that uh, the, the weight that movie and TV carry with um, with portraying mental health or mental illnesses. So we will be talking about mental health and uh, TV and movies and how they could be portrayed in a good way or sometimes in a way that isn't so great. Yeah. <laughs> Two words have never been said. Thank you. No well, kidding. I mean, yeah, no I, I think especially since lately, because people are talking a lot more about mental health, so there's a lot more movies. It's become a lot more uh, prevalent 
either them exploiting it and uh, either like exploiting things that are happening, either people with mental health or having a conversation as to like really what's happening with like getting just help itself and not really about the people itself. Uh, like we kind of just saw with Joker, basically the whole movie wasn't really about just his mental health issues. It was more about how society is failing everybody with mental health issues, which, and, and then there's also other TV shows and movies that will obviously show something with mental health or other disabilities or, uh, mental or, um, mental disorders. And kind of make fun of them and also and not like ever confirm or anything like that, which is my biggest my biggest issue with Big Bang Theory. And so uh, those are three things that I I will just say. But uh, first off, but uh, yeah, did you have our did you have the first question? I just kind of jumped in there. I apologize. No, that's okay. No, I hate this is anyway with Sam and Tyler. This is what we do. This is what we're known for. (laughs) um, Actually, Joker is something I did want to bring up because it was such a big um, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix won an Oscar for it. I'm not exactly sure what else um, that movie won, but I know it was like a big um, like movie that people either loved or maybe didn't like. Me, I feel kind of torn because I thought it was cool, but also I'll never watch it again. <laughs> um, oh, it was really? really sad to, for to me. Yeah, it was really um, um, like upsetting. I don't know. I just it it's really sad (laughs) that's all i have to say about it i guess but um the way i interpreted that movie at first was that um the main character isn't getting you know the assistance he needs so is there an issue with like the way we handle mental health in america i'll just speak for our country because i've only been here um you know in in america in our society in our like healthcare system is it not is that what's failing or is it society that's failing like uh person-to-person everyday interactions um, or is it everyone's villainizing his disability? And so I didn't realize it was, it could be seen as him being a villain or villainizing his disability because he's not getting, like, he's not taking his medicine. He's not receiving the medicine. And so then he's becoming, you know, the Joker now. And, um, it wasn't until after the movie, my friend pointed that out that he didn't like the movie because he felt as though they were villainizing his disability. And I thought that was really an interesting take because that's not what I had interpreted as. But what what were your thoughts on it? Um, Matt, we'll start with you. I, I'm sorry. I assume you saw the movie. Yes, I have. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I should have asked. He does a podcast about comic book characters. I assume that he probably I, watches a lot of comic book I shows. I have a feeling. I mean, I there are really. some there are some movies I took a long time to finally watch, like Dark Phoenix. So you know. Oh God. <laughs> But um, yeah, never again. That's a movie I definitely won't watch again. But um, yeah, I'm glad you guys brought up the Joker because um, I, I wasn't expecting it, but I'm glad you did because I, I did love the movie when I saw it. And I also had that kind of same reaction of, yeah, maybe I don't need to watch this a second time. But I, I think this this movie caused a lot of controversy and it, it's almost a double-edged sword because like you mentioned, your friend saying that um, it was almost villainizing his his issue, I think, uh, or, or illness that he was going through. But I also discovered with some of the people I watched the film with, they were upset and were saying, this is almost like making an excuse for, for crime or like for the Joker to commit these crimes and, and shoot people. Uh, and so it was almost like people were very, very torn about what this movie was trying to say. And from my perspective, I think 
I, first of all, really enjoyed it because I thought it was an amazing movie. It was very well done, very well acted, all of that. And I, I thought it really did portray a bleak world. And in terms of like, this can happen and this is very real and this is a problem. Um, but it was also set in a specific tone of the film never changes because it's about the Joker and his downfall. And so I will say that even though the things that happen in this movie very well can take place in, in our world, I also think that there are plenty of opportunities in this world and, and opportunities for people to redeem themselves or overcome their challenges. Uh, we don't see that in this movie because of it's about the Joker, but I do think that there are there is other media out there that does do this. And I, I don't I am not upset with this movie because I think it did what it was trying to do. I, I kind of bounce on what you're saying is I think the conversation is so important. And not only that, I think maybe people need to be a little offended and a little bit more to actually like maybe think about like, you know what, like, like, I don't like this because I, I think I think it's showing things like and it's showing things off, you know, off wrong. And like, OK, but like. Did you know about a this this mental disorder? B did you even know that it's actually really hard for people to get any help nowadays? And so, I no. I don't I will say I don't understand why people think that this is it's not a really like, I don't know the whole thing is really confusing because if you've seen the movie and spoilers for the entire film we don't know <laughs> if anything happened we just don't know anything that happened um the last scene where it shows like the clock and like all this other stuff like there's all these clues that like it literally i like it, it there's all these possibilities of how long he's been in there and what things actually happened and what things did not happen and even like like everything like um but so like that's one thing where like everybody's like oh it's, they're just exploiting you know mental health and they're doing all this stuff and they're it's like well yeah you kind of have to ex exploit it because it's a real beast it's, it's a real nightmare it can either be something that's really that, that if somebody's not getting help which we've seen before in our, in our country's history uh stuff happens or somebody actually does get help because they get committed in and maybe that's not even the best thing for them at all because they didn't have access to other things so there's a lot of little things i think that people should be having more conversations about that they're just kind of like overlooking and that just i think people either just want to get mad just to get mad because everybody is because especially around this time everybody's really tense about about representation with mental health and i just think it's really weird that everybody was not everybody but a lot of people were so mad at that this movie there are so many other movies that treat people with mental health and everything about it like way worse than this one um uh and so i i really love the joker i think i think it shows hey like either this stuff happened or it didn't happen but you know what what if it actually what if any of this happened like what if somebody thought they were dating their neighbor and they just show up in their apartment before like that's a small thing that's not like a very joker like or you know comic book comic booky but it's still a realistic thing that can actually happen and it actually shows like the horrors of the stuff and it's like it, it's weird uh it, it's, it's really weird and hard to talk about but the thing is it's just like stuff stuff like this you feel like... conflicted right like it's just yeah like now listening to you guys like i you know i i think that you i think i don't know if it was an intentional that they were trying to bring this to the con like to be talked about in this way where, you know, you can see multiple sides of it, but uh, it happened, and that's what we're doing now. Yeah. Um, 
and, but I, I think the I other think thing that... about this movie, I think we've talked about it on this podcast too. Like the writer confirmed that this was not a Joker movie at first. They try to sell this movie oh, as just a straight right. up mm-hmm. drama, and then nobody wanted it. And they go, "Fine, what if we make it as a Joker movie?" And Warner Brothers is like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah. I like, I like, I like Joker. We like Joker. Joker, we we like him." And so, like, yeah, originally it was just supposed to be. A drama and uh it turned into a joker movie which i think is fine like i think that's why people were talking about it so much because it is the joker it's it's you know he's one of the most famous comic book villains or maybe even characters out there so i think that yes there are are other movies that deal with mental illness in a far worse way or you know but um but i think maybe that's why i they have to know their power. So like in media, like television and and movies, they have to know their power they carry when they're putting this stuff out to their audiences, especially with such a popular character, you know? Um, I think that um, like, okay, so like a movie like Psycho, which is one of my favorite horror films, now I feel bad about it because, you know, the main character has, you know, um, a personality disorder. And then that's another way that they're villainizing it. So I... I guess, like, relating relating it back to the Joker and why I brought it up, it's, you know, he doesn't, this is, like, again, my friend's point of view, which I completely understand, and now I can't stop thinking about it, is, you know, he doesn't get the help he needs, then, boom, this, that, this, he becomes a mass murderer, you know? So I think that that's, that was his perspective when he saw the movie, and I, it was eye-opening to me because then I started looking at other films, you know, like, like and I was mentioning the um, Psycho, you know, and it's, it's sad because if you watch Bates Motel, which is the prequel television show to Psycho, yeah. that uh, it dives in a little bit more, but it's wow. They treat it, it is, way better than lot. they did in the original Psycho yes. movie. Yes, correct. They, they explore it a little bit. One thing I will say about the Joker um, that I really love is that it kind of exists to both anger you and give you sort of a sense of the the um, the way i'm trying to say this is 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 it arthur is that his name in the movie oh yeah arthur. Arthur. he is absolutely the protagonist of this movie and if you look at it from his perspective he is the hero of his own story and by the end of the film he is almost he's not free from his illness but he is free from the shackles that the world put on him and so if you're looking at it specifically from his perspective he he has like a complete metamorphosis in this film and it's like a joyful thing for him almost in a weird way but for humanity it's like this is awful and so having both of those things kind of clash is so it's just so provocative and interesting at the same time and and i think that's why it's such a good movie but to your point samantha yeah like are we villainizing these illnesses absolutely that's definitely a thing um, but I also think this this movie did such a great job at raising awareness and made us ask the correct questions where we were starting to go, OK, so why did this happen and does this happen in the real world and what can we do about it? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. Yes, no, absolutely. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and that's that's the other thing, like, you know, somebody. um I love that you said that it was like, yeah, he's the hero of his own story, like I, like a lot of them and uh, like almost all these movies. I mean, look at, they made two Maleficent movies, okay? She's, like, the most evil <laughs> character in all of Disney, Dis, Disneydom, you know? And then, like, we have Cruella coming out for some reason. Anyway, I digress. Um, like, we, we do love our villains, and I think, like, 
also with this, I mean, it's also important. We have Taxi Driver in the and uh, the other the other comedy movie for Robert, like the, the Robert De Niro that this one heavily is influenced by. Um, but I think that like one thing with this movie, everybody's like, well, you know, it's this is kind of sick. Like they're they're kind of making him look like the, like you know like a like a protagonist. And you're like, yeah, but like look at all these war movies we watch where it's like all this unnecessary killings and stuff like that. Like for for things that happen and we're following all these soldiers that are just I, I was like whether or not how you stand on war and the military and stuff like that it's like you're still there's still so many other movies on very diverse like, um divisive things that people love and stuff like or like and it's like well, why why is this any different like why like i don't know maybe that's just maybe that's way of an oversimplification on my part but like that's how i kind of see it where it's just like i mean i don't know i just like i i, I don't know i think that it also one movie I really want to point out that I cannot stand this film. I love the performances of it. I think the directing is totally fine. I cannot stand a Silver Linings playbook. I think it it, it I think it completely misses the mark. I think like it, th- that's the one where it's like normalizing like people refusing to get help or not the help that they that they that they should be getting and like being able to be so vicious to each other all the time. So like that's like one of those that's like one of the movies that I really irks me where I was where I thought with Joker the whole thing is about yes he's the he's these he's the hero in his own story but it's also opening up an entire conversation and showing both sides of the story so you are analyzing you're analyzing everything he does every clue like I, I've actually watched Joker like four times because I've wanted to see all the clues because I've watched those videos on YouTube and I want to see it for myself and it, I also like I love reliving that scene where. Zazzy Beats is just like, uh, who are you? Aren't you my neighbor? What are you doing in my apartment? Like, that's like a shocking moment where I just like, I just love watching and analyzing the scene and having that feel, that feel, that, that true horror of my, uh, feeling. Like, not not only does it shock me, but it horrifies me at the same time. And so, I get that. I love that from from Joker, but with Silver Linings Playbook, where it's just two different characters that you're supposed to oddly love that are clearly needing help and refusing to throughout the entire film. And then they blame other people, but the movie puts them on a pedestal and they really, it really wants you to like them a lot and really not like the other people and their families who are trying to get them to get help or at least to, you know, be a little bit more, uh, less toxic. And it's like, it's just the weird, it's the weirdest thing where I'm just like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, like I hate these people because they refuse to get help. And that's like, that's something that definitely like you should normalize them getting help. <laughs> I know it's based on a book and they can't change it, but I don't know. It was, they can change it though. They can, they can it's an adaptation, but unless that's like the whole point of the story is they were refusing to get help and kind of like a almost I've never seen it. So is it kind of like um a, a cautionary tale then? Is it kind of like reverse like I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I mean, have, have you seen Silver Linings Playbook or am I the only one? <laughs> yes, I have. It's okay. it's been a long time since I've seen it, but my from what I remember, it's it's like almost a window into what a family can act like when they have children or relatives who act this way and they don't know how to deal with it because they're not mental health professionals and so there's yeah there are a lot of moments in this film where things that shouldn't have been said are said and and it is very angering but i think when i remember as i'm remembering kind of bits and pieces of this this film i think it does a good job of representing what we do wrong (laughs) as uh family members and what yeah it doesn't really present an uh, option for 
like you said, getting help or what they can improve on. Their arc in the story not, doesn't necessarily end like they don't end it necessarily end up better than they were before. Um, but I do think that that is indicative of what can be uh, true in society because of where we are with how we deal with mental health. Man, I don't even know if I can recommend that movie to you. I mean, it's fantastic performances. I got to say that. But I don't know if it's like one of those ones I'll recommend. <laughs> it seems like it was good. I mean, honestly, I love the actors in it. But uh, the reason I didn't watch it is because it seemed like it was sad. And I don't really like to watch sad movies because it just like angers you. I don't know about yeah. sad. Okay. Or that. <laughs> like, it just, it just seems really aggressive, you know? And I'm like, okay, no. How about a Marvel movie? Instead, yeah. which is also, you know, has a lot of violence, but whatever, you know, <laughs> it's, but it has a lot of comedy and a lot of heart. So, you know, so I don't know, I guess I'm a creature of habit, but I'll watch Paddington instead. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I love both of those movies <laughs> so much. Those movies have yeah, no business being that good. I'm so um... mad that they're so good. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, off topic. Uh, oh, yeah, Matt, that's why we call this anyway. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. anyway. <laughs> Um, I would like, we, we discussed a DC property, so let's jump on over to a couple of recent Marvel properties. Yes. Um, let's discuss WandaVision and mental health in WandaVision. Oh God. Yes. You guys have any thoughts? Oh God. I assume you watched WandaVision, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So, um, so first off, I guess I'll start. Sorry. Uh, But um, I love the show, of course. We discuss the show a little bit on on our podcast, and we um, do a couple of live um, streams of podcasts, like Marvel Talkbacks on Twitch, on the Granky Gathering. Um, but uh, just to kind of recap, love the show. And um, I love the way it, it kind of dealt with um, the grieving process in in like kind of a creative, and I'm going to be as bold as to say a realistic way, because... Say Wanda was real. She was very powerful. This is probably what would happen, right? It seems realistic fictionally. So um, I thought it was interesting how it went through um, kind of, it didn't really touch on, I didn't really feel like the depression part, but it touched definitely on most of the steps in a creative way. So um, I thought that that was important because um, to be quite uh, transparent, um, I have been dragging my feet on getting help for, um, uh, my mom passed away, um, in 2020 and I've been kind of dragging my feet on getting help because I prefer to do something like that in person. And since COVID hit literally the day after, like everything shut down, like the day after she passed. So, um, I've been, uh, dragging my feet. So I turned to WandaVision and it was kind of like, Hey, (laughs) get help, (laughs) you know? So, but I just thought it was interesting to kind of maybe kind of work through a couple of things that I was going through in something I really love because I'm a big Marvel fan. So, um, Matt, what were your thoughts on WandaVision? How did you like it? How did you, how do you think that they handled, um, like the grieving process? Yeah. Um, I love this show so much and I think it did an excellent job at portraying grief. Yeah. I really love the show. Um, I, have gone through a lot of loss in my life and watching this show was very cathartic for me because I think there are times in my life where I have lost somebody close to me, whether that was through death or a breakup or a friendship breakup or any of those things where it almost felt like it was robbed from me or taken from me so quickly. 
And so watching this this show unravel, specifically with Wanda kind of creating her fictional world, really kind of helped me. Because I think when I was grieving over the loss of a friendship once, I remembered myself trying to go to these kind of fan fantasy places in my head that were safe and comfortable where it'd be like oh maybe this could come back and maybe this will work itself out or you know and we all do that when we go through a breakup or a difficult loss we we fantasize about the things that we've lost and how we wish they could come back and i think wandavision does that so elegantly and so beautifully and it's, it's tied together in a great bow especially towards the end when you understand the reason why Specifically, it's sitcoms that she's creating and how that ties to her family and like just her entire life. And and I think also, I will also add, if I, I hope I'm not rambling too much. You're our guest. Please take the stage. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so weird because I'm used to being an interviewer. So, right, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I um, really, now I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> you're totally fine. Um, <laughs> I um something something something. Towards I'll come the back end to of the it. Show? Yeah, there's something towards the end. Um, shoot, man, yeah, that really left my my head. But so if sorry. I remember it, I'll come back to it. No, it's okay. I okay. I stopped myself, so <laughs> but I'll come back to it if I remember it. It's totally fine. Um, I'll 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 jump on. Um, like I love the show. I think that show was honestly perfection. I think how it handled. Um, actually. Both that and Falcon and the Winter Soldier handling PTSD. We're gonna and... get there. We're gonna get there. Oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> cool. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, how they how they how they handled PT PTSD is unbelievable, and also the grieving pro. Of course, every episode being a different step of the grieving process, or at least like carrying over and everything. Um, I I, I thought. I thought it was very respectful. I thought it showed, and in a brilliant way of how. Um, you know, uh, uh, of how you are handling and dealing, whether it's, you know, if you're not dealing with your mental health, uh, you know, in a, in a very, um, you know, great way, how it could hurt a ton of people, uh, around you, people you don't even know, like how you can hurt others or how you can benefit and make and, 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 and make and, uh, and strengthen bonds or at least in letting people, I mean, also, just the whole process of letting somebody in, like Monica, was just a beautiful overarching story of like at least uh, like trust and and whatnot. It's just oh, man, I don't know. I I love that show. It just it did things so well. I mean, you saw you saw ang when she was angry. When she was angry, like oh, when she gets out of the when she goes out with a drone and she just starts threatening and you just finally see where she's in full control of it, or at least there's a part of her that that has full control of what's happening and, and not grasping us to like, you know, really dealing with it as opposed to, you know, just uh, lying to yourself. It, it was, was brilliant, but also working through things, things out through other instances and things, or at least it's just, it's great. I don't know how else to explain that show was a breath of fresh air. Not only was it just a, a phenomenal show uh, in general, just for in a different type of uh, superhero you know, show that I've been, we've been wanting, I've been wanting something along the lines of that. I like different and, you know, and, but also with the fact that it's dealing with, with grief, anger, and I mean, all these different things and PTSD and so much, uh, because I suffer from ADHD, depression and very high anxiety. And so, um, which is so much fun having at the exact same time. That's a great, 
trilogy to have. Um, but um, yeah, I, I I I love it. I mean, I cried so much during that show, uh, as we talked about on our Marvel talkbacks. Like that that show broke me a bunch. And also, Catherine Hahn is the greatest. So I just wanted to yeah, you know, she's put, amazing. Put, put that out there. <laughs> I at least teared up. At least teared up in each episode. Like. It was like, cool, time for my weekly cry, guys. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, seriously, that that show, and like, I mean, I've seen it multiple times now, too, because it was so good, and you kind of pick up on little things that you, you know, because then there's like the Marvel part, that like the MCU part of my brain, that is like, mostly it has taken over my whole brain, but um, but then there's the other part where you're like diving into, hey, um, you know, this is Marvel, they're using their platform in such a great way and like normalizing like it's okay to not be okay but also like kind of don't stay there you know like find ways to work through it and like other people will be there to support you too so like the whole like monica like symbolism she's trying to help there's other people outside of her bubble that are trying to help you know is symbolic and beautiful and powerful and like i'm getting goosebumps talking about it right now and um and there's a couple of lines in that show that really stick with you. And uh, one of them is from Vision, right? Um, is And I'm going oh, to butcher uh, it probably, yeah. but what is grieving if not love preserving? I think that's what the line is. But it is so beautiful and it has stuck with me. And it is like, it was almost like kind of relieving to hear that. And then um, in and second to that, um, at the end where Wanda stands up to Agnes and she, Agnes, and she says, um, you know, I don't need anyone to tell me who I am. So I thought that that was powerful on kind of a different note, but I still thought that was, um, that was powerful too. So she doesn't need anyone to tell her who she is. So like, she doesn't need to have, um, you know, I, I guess I'm like probably reading too much into it, but you know, she is not her, her struggle, you know? Um, but yeah, I guess that was just me kind of like projecting onto the show. <laughs> And like reading too much into it, but that's how I enjoyed it. What before we jump over to Captain America, is there any media that you guys think that definitely hits? Like, like what I was saying about Silverline's playbook, and I could talk so much about Big Bang Theory. Is there anything that you think fails that that test, or at least uh, makes you angry, or really, or even offends you? That any media, TV, or or film. And if you guys, if you guys need some time to think, I can talk about Big Bang Theory. Uh. <laughs> no, I agree well, with the Big Bang Theory too. I mean, he's always like, you know, he's always the punchline, and I and and like everyone's always annoyed at the main character. Um, his name is what's his name again? Sheldon. Sheldon. Sheldon I was going to say Spencer. Yeah, Sheldon. Sorry, everybody's always like, you know, like hating on him because he's he is the way he is, and instead of trying to be understanding. And um, trying to listen to him, they always just kind of shut him down. And I think that's yeah, they, they a bad representation. He's absolutely uh, high functioning, and like, and how they treat him is so damaging and horrible. Especially my line of work. Um, I don't know if I should say it, but you know, since that is something that I do work with, it's it it, it angers me a lot. That show angers me a lot. I'm so sorry, Matt. What were you saying? Oh, um, I don't have any. Um, off the top of my head, but I was going to say, you reminded me, Samantha, of what I was thinking of earlier about WandaVision, and it was um, the line, what is grief but not love persevering? And that that really kind of 
made me so almost like happy because of the grief that I was going through and all the anger and all the hatred and all the different things that I experienced. I realized it was love that I was still feeling for these people or person or whatever thing it was that I was holding on to. I think that line is just it encapsulates it encapsulates WandaVision so well. So yeah, I just wanted to say that really quick. <laughs> of course, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. You know, there's one movie I just thought of that, like, it, it's funny because I have a friend who uh, I know people who have borderline personality disorder. I know friends who have multiple personality disorder that take medicine for it. And and uh, there's one movie that's very polarizing because it's a comedy uh, and it's from the Farley Brothers. It's called Me, Myself and Irene. And it's my friends who suffer from things that relatively can uh, have symptoms like that. Love the film. There's a lot of people out there who really love uh, mental health and or at least you know really care about it it's you know like like what we do who hate that film because they think it's making fun of it but that's like the weirdest thing because like there's a there's a few other movies like Sybil and stuff like that but like they don't like those movies but me myself and Irene even though it's a comedy the joke is not that he has multiple personality disorders the joke is, is like the situations that he gets himself into and how the multiple personalities actually react to what is happening it's not oh, he has multiple personality disorder. Um, how crazy is that? It's more of just like, what is he doing? Why, why, or it's like, oh, God, he's going to switch, isn't he? Or, oh, no, what's his personality going to do at this time? Like, I thought, like, and that was something like, you know, because for a while, I was like, am I supposed to like this film or am I supposed to just hate this film? But I have had friends who have symptoms like that, and they're just like, I love that movie. It is so stupid, but I love it. And I'm like, oh, okay, that kind of makes me feel like happy and, and stuff so like it, it's really weird i feel kind of the same way with like genie where everybody's like oh genie's so crazy and i'm like he's totally adhd like that's totally my energy like that's how i am um you know usually <laughs> i don't know samantha you can confirm no it's okay at least you know i'm glad you brought up the genie because it was very robin williams too you know and people loved him and celebrated him and um and continue to do so which i think is great but uh, yeah, Tyler, you actually definitely do remind me of his same energy <laughs> for sure. You know? I'm a lot more chill today because I am either like I'm either still hungover or I had like I went to <laughs> the brewery. I don't know if you've ever been to the brewery, but their their drinks are so sugary, so I can't tell if it's just from like because I don't drink very often. I can't tell from the alcohol or if it's just from like all that sugar in my body not used to it because I've been dieting. So I'm just like, I have no idea what's happening. I'm just shaking and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wanted to okay. say, I'm glad you guys brought up Robin Williams because a, a film that I think does, and I don't know if you're asking this question later or not, but um, a film that really does well with mental health, I think is Goodwill Hunting. Um, yes. Have either of you seen it? Of course. Yeah. And I, I think um, Matt Damon's character I believe he has borderline personality disorder and you see throughout the film the the many defense mechanisms he has to try to kind of push away the 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 help that is approaching him especially with Robin Williams' character uh and that that movie just has a a really uh just has a place in my heart because of the way it's written and how well performed it is but yeah Absolutely Um you know one thing we didn't talk about which is also another Disney thing um that we I can't believe we actually even haven't talked about yet is a movie that is being used today with children regarding mental health with therapy and other things and about expressing yourself, which is called Inside Out. 
uh, huge, 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 huge tool that's been that has been used, um, and uh, by therapists I know as well uh, who use it with children t- to talk about um, why you know why you feel emotions, what happens with a certain disorder with with your emotions inside of your head. Like it's used a lot with like bipolar disorder um, and borderline personality disorder as well. Uh, a little bit of ADHD. I don't, uh, I actually, I don't think about ADHD in all honesty, but uh, because I don't think, any, but um, that's not really like a personality, but um, yeah, I mean, I thought, I think that that movie is unbelievable. I know it's not about m- mental disorder, but I think it is a tool to talk about it or certain ones, uh, at least, with a with emotion um with with disorders or um with this uh yeah like with disorders have to do with emotions and stuff it's i think it's unbelievably interesting so it's not necessarily about that because i i was expecting more um more to be about it but um i thought it was kind of just scratching the surface but at least it kind of got the ball rolling and i'm glad it could be used um as a tool too. I mean, I think that's yeah. great. And I think well, I that think it's it, important. I think, it shows, I think the only one it touches on is depression because I think right. her name's Riley. Yeah. Like she does have depression, yeah. which is why sadness is so important, which is why. So like, right. I, it, it does touch a mental disorder very hard, but also it doesn't like shove it in your face, which is also, I, I appreciate too. Like, thank God, like, you know, right. I, <laughs> I mean, I think that, um, I guess I was expecting it to show kind of like the real world a little bit more and to show like, how she was going through and and I guess maybe the impact it had on her life in like a tangible in a tangible setting I guess um instead of just the little characters in her head or the emotions um and so I guess maybe that's that those are my expectations for it but like I said it, it kind of just scratched the surface and then you get movies that kind of touch more about I, I guess well no I don't know Pixar kind of dives deeper into other things in other movies like um like Soul or even like Onward I feel like they they kind of hit what they're trying to go for over the head a little bit harder than they did in Inside Out but like I said I'm glad it, it definitely got the conversation started and I think it's a good way to tie um like those types of things with um like from kids to like like for families right so like it's something the adults can understand at the children's level and it's something that children are enjoying and maybe they can talk about it or at least be able to discuss it with, um, with their kids. And then also maybe realize like, Oh, I, you know, I can think of it in a simplistic way now and, and, and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. So Matt, what, what are your thoughts on inside out? Yeah, I love inside out. It's a good movie, definitely a great movie for kids to start the ball rolling with that. Those conversations about mental health, specifically depression, like you mentioned. I think that my one thing I would change about that movie, if if they were able to make it again today, is to potentially add another um, emotion. Um, because they had joy, sadness, anger, fear, and disgust, I believe. And so I my my issue, I guess, with that, film is that there's basically four negative ones and one positive one uh and i i would add either empathy or love as like the sixth one mainly because i think well for two purposes i think it would actually expand the story a little bit more and have a i think they do do a good job of showing love in the movie between the parents and the child but i do think that Either love or empathy would have been a really interesting emotion or thing to to explore 
especially for children growing up into the world that we live in. It would have been really cool to have that be there. So that that's my only criticism of that movie. I I think it's amazing though. Oh, definitely. I I agree with that. But also, but I I think when you say joy, I don't think joy is like really a villain. I think what it is is like they're showing that too much joy or too much of this one emotion uh, it is a chemical imbalance. It, it literally is an imbalance. You can't always feel like that because it's not realistic. You kind of need to hate saying this. Check yourself. Um, at least that's right, what like, exactly, like medicated yeah. or like you know how you know, to healthily process something or to how uh, to healthily, you know, to process things differently is you kind of rely on a bunch of different emotions. Unfortunately, having more emotions like what, you, what Matt said is like would would have been amazing and way better. Right. But I also understand they didn't want it to be too long and kids <laughs> kids to be like, I, I don't want to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right. And then to your point, Tyler, that's exactly what I was going to say about joy as well Sorry. in the movie. Oh, I apologize. Oh, no. No, that's okay. No, I, I'm glad that I'm not alone in this thought. But um, <laughs> but also, I know that like, I'm a person that will put on a smile and like, just kind of like, do that for others sometimes, even if I'm not feeling great, because it, it helps me feel better too. But sometimes that could be toxic as well. So like, that's kind of how I took the whole like, boy overload situation in that movie is like, you know, like, I, I'm the type of person that will say like, I'm okay. Like, I'm not okay. haha ha, And like, laugh about it, you know, so that's kind of, that's kind of like my toxic trait. But um, so like, when I saw that movie, I was like, Oh, God, <laughs> I'm attacked. But yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, maybe, maybe Inside Out 2 could happen. And as she matures, um, you know, different parts of her brain incorporate different emotions, tap into different emotions. Maybe that, that cool. maybe you're onto something that there, Matt. Amazing. You know, <laughs> it could be really cool. I mean, I, I would say I definitely didn't have much empathy when I was a kid, as much as when you grow up and you kind of like see, because you, as you grow older, you do see that, oh, yeah, my actions do hurt people. And I see that right, now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it could actually really be tied into like maturing and it could be really cool. Um, yeah. yeah um, um, you guys want to talk about Captain America? Uh, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll say the Falcon. Is, it, you're right. right. It, well, is, it is. It is. Technically. It is exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The last. Yeah. The last title card did confirm. Exactly. Yes, but not to get it should've twisted. Should have been, you know, been, ca been Captain Falcon and White Wolf. I can't believe they. Can't believe Disney said no, or Marvel said no. I, know. I can't believe it. That's they were so going to do it. They were going to. I. Just call him White Wolf. That's so cool. Like, come on. <laughs> Bring us, give us more Wakanda stuff. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the show does a great job at touching on multiple different things. So we have PTSD, um, especially like with our with our veterans and people that have served in the military, um, and or or currently serving in the military, even. Um, and we're we're very grateful for them. Um, and uh so it it touches on PTSD. And also, um, um, I, I'm losing my train of thought. I'm so sorry. Uh, grief, grief from losing I, yes, people grief. in the blip, you, and then grief. and and uh, being kicked out of being kicked out of homes or everything, and just the 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 fall the fallout of basically the world trying to go back to normal by essentially um, not. Yeah, I mean, basically making like forgetting you, forgetting you and your five year journey, which is like horrific and. That oh man, that, that show. Continue. I'm so sorry. I apologize. <laughs> oh, that's no. Thank you. Thank you. Um, just what were your thoughts? We'll talk about. Uh, I guess we'll talk about John Walker first a little bit. You guys want to talk about his journey in 
and I, I feel like people really hated him, you know, and I get it. <laughs> but also, I mean, we can we cannot like him as a character because he's not Steve Rogers. And he's I mean, he's literally the opposite of of Steve Rogers completely. So, um, I mean, we could we could talk about that all day. But also there's some sort of sympathy that you do feel for him because he is trying to do what he thinks is right and serve the military, serve his country and he's being told all this stuff and he thinks that he's carried out his mission, but then they turn on him. And so, I mean, I'm sure that's, that's maddening, but also it touches briefly him and, um, Battlestar talk about some stuff they had to do. And I forget the, I forget where they said they were, but they had to do some stuff in combat that wasn't great. And there you get a moment of that, like, like a very, very glimpse, like a slight glimpse of that. And I thought they were going to expand more. But instead, later, he just flies off the handle. And kind of rightfully so, like, kind of. Um, you know, so anyway, I'm rambling now at this point. But what do you guys think? <laughs> what are your Matt, thoughts? Go, Matt, please go first. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're fine. I, yeah, John Walker was really well portrayed in this show. And I, I loved, uh, what's his name? Who played him? Uh, um, something uh, Russell. Wyatt Russell. That's right. Wyatt, Wyatt, Russell. Yeah, Wyatt Russell. Yeah, yeah. So Kurt Russell's son. One of those Russells. I thought, I thought he did such <laughs> a great job, and I I did a deep dive before the show started into John Walker's comic book history, and I I like to think of John Walker as a, a absolute like almost perfect mix between Captain America and the Punisher. So like if you take interesting. Mm-hmm. Some of the good things about Cap, but the extremes of the Punisher and what the Punisher does to get the job done. Um, the Punisher is very extreme and very brutal and very bloody. And John Walker is a is a soldier, first and foremost, and so was the Punisher. And in both of their backstories, you have uh, the Punisher doing things in battle that cross the line, uh, but he was obeying orders. And you see the same thing with John Walker. Uh, and I, I just think these these characters are super intertwined in that way. And so seeing, I think, everyone kind of hating him at first, I, I totally understood. And I was like, yeah, they're doing a great job bringing this character into the light. But I, I really liked the scene where he uh, is basically court-martialed and he's, you know, got his hand in the, in the um, you know, his hands broken or arms broken or whatever. And he's saying, you told me to do this. You pointed me in the direction. You unleashed me. You told me this is what you wanted. And obviously this is paraphrasing, but I loved that scene because he did what he was told to do, what he was, he, they, he says, you made me. And that, and it's true. Like that is exactly what he was meant to do. Um, but, and the expectation for him to become Steve Rogers is impossible. And for him to try to live up to that is impossible. And the reason why I like that so much is because I think it ties back into my podcast a little bit. People have asked me like, well, why are you having a a show or a podcast about mental health and superheroes? We're never going to be like Batman or Captain America or these people. I don't think anybody should be like Batman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so, well, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, just as an example. But I think think it's important to see that – we're not perfect and that we have our battles and our struggles. And even, even Captain America actually does have his, his flaws at times or he makes mistakes. And so I think that this show does such a good job with that, that um, the anti-hero, cause that is what John Walker will become as a U.S. agent. He is absolutely an anti-hero is that he does have redeeming qualities and he is a human being at the end of the day. 
you see that play out in the finale. So, yeah. um, kind of touch on what you were saying. Cause I, I said this on all the Marvel talkbacks. I love, I love uh, John Walker. I, I, I do love how he is in this uh, in this series. I don't think he's a villain. I just don't. I think no matter what he's doing, he thinks he's doing what is right. And he thinks what he is doing is actually protecting people. And he actually does. Yeah, he killed a guy in broad daylight because he was a soldier who did kill another soldier. And unfortunately, it is war for him. Uh, and literally what he was told, this is war. This is a battle. This is what you're doing. You're saving the world. And it sucks. Like It's like a mixture of basically like him... Uh, it's like a mixture of everything of of him really not knowing what Steve would do or what a real hero would do is what differentiates him from Sam. Sam knows what a hero would do, not kill a guy in broad daylight, not even kill anybody and just try to bring peace and make sure everybody is safe and do things smart and don't let your partner get killed. There are things that you that you do that that follows what a you know what what is right and what is wrong where um you know, and unfortunately, because of training, and that was the other thing, like, um, they're very different, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, U.S. agent and, and Captain America are very different because U.S. agent had seen combat, had experienced so much stuff that, that Steve never did. When Steve got Captain America, he saw no action. He just went to training, dropped a flag, and... Uh, and you know, that's it. Like he didn't do anything else. Nothing else happened. He was very determined. He got in a couple you know, fights, but he didn't see real action where John Walker saw real action. John Walker knew exactly what it was to be a soldier. So when they tell him, we need you to be this super soldier, he wasn't a super soldier at the time, but we need you to be like Captain America and be, but be yourself. Because when he, at the beginning, when they, you know, when it's him and the news and he says, I'm not going to be Steve Rogers, I'm just going to be me and be the best version of me, you know, and, and all, it's just like saying the Joker, he was, he was exactly the best version of him. He, he actually like, yeah, he messed up a bunch of times within the story. But the thing is, if you watched it on the news, all the things that happened, minus him killing the guy, but like all the other things, like, like, oh, he he went up against the the terrorists and started yelling at them and and went off on them. If you're watching this on the news from people in the country, everybody's be like, oh yeah, he's there. Like he's not wasting any time. He's gonna get rid of these terrorists because these, that's how the news and everybody in America viewed these this this group of people as straight up the bad guy. So him going up and apprehending them and yelling at them and doing all the stuff and finding them, he's a hero in every single aspect of it on the news and stuff unfortunately just him killing people which i actually like now looking back i actually wish they touched on maybe america being half and half on it where they're just like yeah he killed battlestar i'm glad he killed him and like the other half that would have been actually really cool if they actually touched on that to be honest i expected uh, them to actually do that but I'm, they yeah, I'm actually I'm, I, I'm actually weirded by that now but again i mean he's did everything in his own way, he's dealing with his own PTSD and his own stuff. And of course, now with the loss of his best friend and partner um, and taking take everything away. But remember, at the end, he still does save the bus as opposed to going after uh, what's her face's name. Um, and so, like, there's no matter what, he will always be a guy who's actually doing what he thinks is absolutely right. And you can't say he's a villain because he's really not. He's just going to do things that we just, I mean, like all of us, I make people mad 
all the time because I'm horrible at email. All the but time. I'm, no. I'm great, <laughs> but I'm great at messenger and stuff like that. Like, and, you know, and so in some people's mind, it'll just like, no, we, we only communicate in email. They're going to think I'm the worst person in the world where I'm a lot more vo- vocal and, you know, I work really well with messenger on all the apps and stuff like that. Where like, where like on, on everything else, except for it's one thing. I think it's just kind of like that. You, you just have different, different sides of things. I don't know if John Walker exactly has a lot of mental health dis- or mental disorders or, he- or mental health issues outside of PTSD, uh, you know, and obviously anger, but I mean, I-, I think he's actually pretty, you know, doing okay, which is why they also chose him. Uh, I don't know. I would say that Bucky was definitely like the staple of somebody who was going through a lot of mental health, um, you know, issues based one thing, uh, definitely having out, 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 out of body experience, you know, experience of, you know, being a hundred years later or 80 years later and, <laughs> and, and adapting, not knowing anything anymore. What is, what is okay to say? What is not okay to say? He just has a complete detachment. Um, you know, he is, he is, you know, PTSD, depression. I mean, look at his home where he's just sleeping on the floor with nothing and where he's just so isolated and, and everything. I mean, he, he's going through a lot, a, a very, very, very steep uphill mental health battle. And which is what I love about him. So like, I, I actually maybe oddly enough, don't think that, um, yeah, that us agent really suffers from mental health. I think he is going through PTSD and dealing with certain other things, but I, I think he's still, you know, he was trained to, you know, he's just doing what he's, what he was trained to do his life and, you know, like an experienced, you know, in war and everything. So I just, I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just wrong, but. <laughs> oh, I, I, I like the show didn't really cover him and like really sympathize with him that much. Maybe that's why too, because I definitely think he has some sort of anxiety as well. Um, but yeah. that's also why I brought John Walker up that's first true. and Bucky's going to be next. So yes, what that's were you going to say? Matt? Um, I, I also think that this show did a really good job of showing why Steve Rogers was so amazing and why he was the real Captain America. Um, and, and specifically because like you just mentioned, he, he is a soldier and upon getting the serum, he has a, a history of before his, his time in war, he's basically always been the golden boy. he, moved up into the military and has is a very decorated soldier. Whereas Steve Rogers was bullied his entire life, was the little guy and wanted to be something more. And that is exactly why Dr. Erskine says uh, a weak man knows the value of strength because in that, and that he cherishes his abilities and, and uses them for good. Whereas John Walker is like, I'm using these to get the job done. Um, and that that's where they differ. Yeah, when he picked up that super serum, I was like, no, <laughs> no, because then he's he's becoming it's almost like a mini like what if. Right. Because in uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, uh, you know, you see like, oh, gosh, I forget the other guy's name. But Tommy Lee Jones, Ch- Tommy Lee Jones character is like, oh, look at this guy. He's a sh- he's a soldier. He's going to, you know, whatever. And then they throw that dummy grenade and he runs for his life. Right. Um, and doesn't try to protect anybody else. So that that part always gives me chills. And that that specific part is when that became my favorite superhero movie and Captain America, my favorite superhero. So anyway, um, but it was kind of like if if they didn't give the super serum to Steve Rogers back in the 40s, that's kind of what it seemed like to me, like a small glimpse of that. Um, but yes. Yeah. 
I will say uh, you mentioned he's he's almost the opposite of Steve. I would say the Red Skull is the opposite of Steve and more. That's more true. John That's John Walker true. is like a com a conflicted human who gets the serum that's and I true. think that's really cool because they they say time and time again that the serum amplifies who you are and so you know Steve being a good old boy just is more of a good old boy and then like I think with John Walker yes there is still good there so it's like a conflicted Oh yeah at the person. end he's so happy I, and he's just like I can't yeah. wait to save the world and you know so, do good like so, right. so good Yeah and then Red Skull like that's it true. literally just melts his face off cuz he's so evil so, <laughs> he doesn't that's have a nose true. that's why he's so angry he doesn't have a nose so yeah <laughs> and there's no kid named harry to, to blame yeah <laughs> i think we need to wrap up unfortunately but i, I do want to say other movies that i actually really like that deal with um you know m- mental health uh or uh tv shows as well i would say bates motel for sure I, I do love that uh, that show a lot. Um, I would say Kidding is a fantastic show that deals with anxiety, depression, and um, you know dissociation uh, in general. Uh, this is a Jim Carrey uh, series. Unfortunately, it didn't get a third season, so there's a little bit of a cliffhanger that you'll never get resolved. But it's still a great show, and I think it's really well, uh, you know, representing it really well. Um, I personally like A Beautiful Mind. I know there's a lot of people with schizophrenia who do not like A Beautiful Mind. Uh, I do have one friend with schizophrenia who loves that movie as much as I do. Um, and so that's the only thing I can go off of. But I also just, I just love that movie. Um, and uh, there was something else and I can't really remember it. But yeah, those are some other uh, recommendations I, I would. <laughs> so yeah. What about you, Matt? What would you recommend? That wasn't said today. Oh, our Guardians Galaxy. Sorry. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sticking with the theme of heroes, I would say I would highly recommend the Daredevil series and the Punisher series on Netflix. Uh, really, any of the Defenders shows, but specifically, I think um, these uh, Daredevil and Punisher are um, very much uh, two sides of the same coin, and these characters are basically clash in the second season of the show and have very different uh, motives for why they are trying to do what they do. And they both have severe, severe history of trauma. And you, I, I just, I love daredevil the show so much and I hope they somehow magically make another season of this show uh, because I, I just love the journey that Matthew Murdoch goes through, who is daredevil and the, the things that he experiences as a child the loss of his father, the loss of his mother, going blind, being an orphan his whole life, and then um, just having to basically become something else because of his disability. Um, I relate to that character a lot because of the things that I've gone through in my life and kind of being dealt a bad hand and kind of rising up and becoming a new like a new thing almost and so yeah that that show is very inspiring to me also very very dark but i think it's it's so cool because of how dark it is and how how much he faces and goes through that he has to battle through so you're excited to see him in the spider-man movie then i i assume if it, the rumor. if it is yeah if it happens i i want deadline to confirm it but yes i hope he's in it <laughs> <laughs> but that is my recommendation excellent um 
Thanks, Matt. And uh, the I I know we we are kind of running out of time, but I do want I do want to highlight the fact that and I don't think I brought this up on our Marvel talkback. I'm sorry, but um, but with Bucky's character in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, he says a line like. I have a really good therapist or something. And I thought that line was so important and so cool because, again, Marvel's using their platform to normalize and accept the fact that mental health is just as important as physical health. And, um, it, you know, and I'm just, oh, I love that so much. That show is great. Marvel's doing great. I love everything they do. Anyway, that's that's all I have to say. So, um, so Matt, um, tell us a little bit about... Uh, tell us a little about what, uh, but, uh, sorry, tell us a little bit about what you do on your podcast. <laughs> sure. So <laughs> no problem. Yeah. So yeah, my podcast is again called my heroic life and I'll just do a little tag for it. Um, you can find our page on Instagram at my heroic life. And we also have a website and I keep saying we, and I'm a one man band, so I should <laughs> Uh, just say uh, my heroic life, uh, myheroiclife.com, and we have all the episodes. I, I'm about to have my 30th episode, but um, yeah, this really started out as for me, like when the idea for this show came to me, I had a friend approach me a couple of years ago, and he was telling me about his favorite superhero show, which is called My Hero Academia, and uh, it's an anime, it's an amazing, amazing show. And at the time, he was struggling so much that um, he was telling me, this is the only thing I have to look forward through to, like, through the week. And he would tell me about the two main characters, which are Izuku Midoriya, and his superhero name is Deku, and the number one hero in the world, which is All Might, and how much he wanted to be like them. Not necessarily the powers, but just the hope. All, All Might, that would be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the uh, the hope and inspiration that they have and keeping a smile on their face and continuing to do everything they can to overcome the challenges that they go through. And so that when he told me that, that kind of sparked an idea in me that um, I wanted to do that for myself because I was also struggling, struggling with depression and that there there are heroes in this world that we can look to both fictional and real in the real world that inspire us to be better and to do better. And so, yeah, the show's really about um, talking about those heroes, relating stories to mental health, and then also bringing people on to talk about their own stories with mental health and how they overcame those battles. And so, yeah, it's a little bit of a mix of interviews, and then sometimes I'll do a short episode on a specific mental health topic. And yeah, I've been enjoying it. Absolutely. Uh, I'm so glad you said anime. Yeah, especially since this is also anime with our friends from Anime for Humanity. Uh, two other ones I would also suggest are Orange and Welcome to the NHK. Orange is a lot newer. Welcome to NHK is a lot older, uh, but they both tackle on mental mental illness really well. And I love both series. <laughs> All right, Samantha. Yes. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for being on, Matt. Like you're so inspiring. Your so your story is so inspiring and what you do is really, really cool. And I I hope uh I hope we get you some new listeners too, because yeah, your your podcast is really awesome. Seriously. So um so thank you very much. And um, you know, you can find us here on the Grand Geek Gathering talking about whatever we want to talk about, but we keep it open so we can have really cool guests on like Matt. Um please go follow him on uh, my heroic life uh, on Instagram and yeah, just what he said, what he said. <laughs> All the links will be in the yeah. article on the website. If you're listening to the, uh, to on our website and if not, you can just go to our website and, uh, and, and the article will have all of the links and all of the thingies 
But uh, yeah, thank you for listening in. You can check out all of our shows and offerings on thegrankygathering.com or thegrankgeeks.com, whatever is easier for you. We're all on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm on, I stream on Twitch uh, right now. I'm doing, going through Mass Effect and Marvel Talkbacks are coming back up with Loki, with uh, Samantha and I. And also don't forget that uh, to go on our YouTube. Uh, this episode's not in a video, but we will have the next one back into video format. But we have videos every, uh, coming out this every week. And uh, it's a lot of fun. We have 12 different podcasts for you guys to enjoy of all different kind of geekdom and all the other stuff and craziness. But yeah, go to the Grand Geek, go to the Grand Uh Have a wonderful week. Wear a mask and GGG. <laughs> so you think you got a lot to say? Well, I think you better clear the space. When it comes to movies, I got the better taste. No one knows what you're talking about anyway.